Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In this episode, we wrestle through one of cinema's greatest debates. Which Tom Hanks loves Meg Ryan movie is better, Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail? Before we settle the argument once and for all, we put our rom-com know-how to the test with a game of Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail trivia. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for When Harry Met Sally, Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, Joe vs. the Volcano, The Shop Around the Corner, Batman vs. Superman, Sophie's Choice, and American Psycho. You know, we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about movies that appeal to, well, all viewers, but in particular <laughs> uh, a male audience from time to time because, you know, there's a lot of nerds on the show or people that mm. are sympathetic to nerdy things, so we watch... Yeah. Action movies and comic book movies and things like that. Well, I guess a better way of saying it is that we don't often talk about movies that appeal specifically to the female demographic, even though we almost always have ladies. You mean meaningful movies. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. There we go. I feel like 300 is appealing to the female demographic. I feel like you said some no. stuff about Henry Cavill that made it obvious that, that you very appealing. appealed yeah. there. I feel right. like we have Bethany. Right. That's appealing to the male and female demographic. That's okay. true. She, br- she bridges the gender divide. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we stopped and thought to ourselves, man, are we being sensitive enough to our female listeners? Because, I mean, what? It's got to be like 90% of our listenership. Female, for sure. Of the millions <laughs> of <laughs> listeners. With, yeah. yeah, of all 100,000. So, million. ladies, tonight is your night. It's <laughs> 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 lady night. Oh, what a night. We thought that we would sit down and we would watch um, two of the world's most beloved, I think it's probably fair to say, two of the world's most beloved romantic comedies. Yeah. They're definitely up there. Top five. With with the greatest, or at least the most appreciated. Um, And they're similar in a lot of ways. Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail, Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) America's America's Sweethearts. Yep. So tonight we have Bethany here. Uh, You've Got Mail is Bethany's favorite movie all-time favorite right. movie in fact if you look on the podcast and if you've got uh, an eye that looks close enough you'll see you've got mail projected over her visage <laughs> her, her face her face yeah. yeah yeah pretty face i think is what you yeah. originally yeah, her, meant to her say. lovely face and and <laughs> i'm i'm not uh misrepresenting you right you love you've got mail i am a he- i mean i can quote it it's memorized in my head could like you recite line for line the whole film when we're watching it like i actually so we'll I know record that happening. and that'll be this episode <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but <laughs> the, 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 pro- the tension <laughs> right here is that i also crazily adore sleepless in seattle crazy okay yep i mean i'm like that person i own multiple copies mm. of these mm. movies what but you I don't <laughs> why would you own multiple in copies in case one burns in case you wear through the dvd going, <laughs> no when blockbusters were going out of the out of you just um, decided you're gonna buy multiples well they were just like three dollars <laughs> and five dollars i thought this is something i need to have Still, you what can give them to your friends yeah them around it's like hey you need this okay so you want them to sense. be able to pass out and enrich. So you got stock weapons for survival. Yeah. Yeah. has these movies. That's, That's funny because when she I got... She writes on the cover. Scripture. <laughs> 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 <With love. laughs> it's yours now. You got the juice now. When I got out these copies of these, I had to dig them out of a box of DVDs because I'm so ashamed of standard definition. I hide them in the closet now. And they both still had the Hollywood video sticker on them from when they <laughs> right. were a dollar <laughs> at Hollywood video. <laughs> Yeah, but then you must not like them too much because you don't own a single Blu-ray copy of either. Because I don't own a Blu-ray player. Okay, so you hate I movies. haven't converted yet. Don't say that. 
It's time, Bethany. I'm doing my own time. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Nice. Don't pressure her. There's a lot of pressure. All right. Well, Bethany's here is my point. Hi. She loves the movies. Love them. And it's going to be hard for her to pit the two against each other. Oh, to be clear, we're pitting them it's, against each other. This is an all out. A classic match. You Hate Movies versus, should we call it? Sleepers so in Seattle V. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Colon, dawn of rom-com. And that voice belongs to Matt Hughes. He's here. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. You like these movies, right? I'm a, uh, a big fan of both. I particularly love Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, already showing his cards a little yeah. bit. Okay. Patrick's here. Yeah, I'm here. I, I like both of these movies a lot as well. <laughs> okay. These are good men. They y'all like these movies. These are just I mean, good movies. This yeah, is not I mean, it like tells me more about who you are. It makes me love you more. Honestly, thanks, oh, wow. That's true. So this is some sort of right now. personality love. test. Yeah. I mean, this is your Myers Briggs. Is how I'm do you like, feel wow. about sleepless? Okay, you're a good person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like some sort of quiz you take in Cosmo. What's so for all those suitors out there lined up for Bethy. Yeah. How you doing? You just got a free pass. You got to know line for line. Just lie. Just just quotes. These movies to her, you'll have her. <laughs> she wants to stockpile them, so give her some more copies of them. <laughs> yeah. and that'll really work. She's like that guy collecting all the VHS <laughs> copies of Speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how's that going? If you're that guy and you're listening to this, let us know. How's it going? We're not going to look it up. He's too busy on eBay. <laughs> We're not going to look it up, so let us know. Yeah. Tyler's here. Let's see if he's a good person. Hey, everyone. I, I don't know what's to dislike about these movies. Why would oh, anyone dislike I them? I love that. That was well said. <laughs> but I, I don't have any strong affection for them. They just exist and I, I'm amused by them but mm. I don't really uh, he's call losing you. Oh, yeah. He's losing okay. you. <laughs> I've watched them every time they're on like TBS or something. Yeah. See, that's good. I, I feel like you're watching loyalty. TBS that's all the time. That's, yeah, your, that's how I describe so many TBS. movies. It's a, it's a great network. <laughs> 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 I actually yeah. just didn't know what to say. All right, who, that's based out of Georgia. Based out of Georgia. There you go. Hey, who oh. knows? Who can tell me right now what TBS stands for? The broadcast Turner. system. Turner yeah, Broadcast. That's the one. Turner Broadcast. Oh. Now you did. You're familiar. I did. It's yeah, okay. I'm not from this country. You don't know. And then finally, Sarah Hands. Uh, hi. I love you. I love you too. I love her. She's ready to speak uh, up, speak her mind. Loudly. Start yeah. yelling. She's coming out fierce. In real life, <laughs> you guys can't tell on the show, but she's a lot louder and angrier than Tyler is. Oh my gosh. But they, they, they switch roles. That's completely actually inaccurate. Oh. She is. What's the fun in that? She's yeah, the calm, she is the calm to his storm. That's you know not true. I mean? She's always screaming at him and throwing she's stuff. She's the calm to all of our storms. Um, and here's a here's a great time <laughs> while you're celebrating <laughs> the calm of of that Sarah is the calm of people's storms whatever the heck that means. I don't know. That if you haven't listened to our episodes on Back to the Future, now's a great time to go back when you finish Ooh, this episode. Yeah. Go back and enjoy those. those. We did go, this go bit before every screening of a Back to the Future movie where Tyler led us in trivia of the movies to see how fresh they were on our minds. Usually we did pretty poorly. Josiah I think did really well. Yeah, he's got a mind for pop culture. Yeah. And back and back to the future apparently. Back to the future, yeah. So tonight we're doing um trivia on You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. Now the rules are fairly simple. We're gonna take turns going around the table here. It'll be your question when it lands on you. And if you can't answer it, then we'll just see who else can. Patrick's gonna keep score and we're gonna so find out who is the king or queen of You've Got Mail or I guess I should say Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan romance knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. You guys ready? We're ready. Yeah. ready. Who's ready? We ready. Who's ready to do this thing? Oh, I'm we so ready. ready. So ready. Look out. All right. Look out, world. I'm ready. 
All right, so the first question is starting with Bethany Allen. The how many questions do we have? Introduce them. So don't worry about how many questions <laughs> there are. We're just going to cruise right <laughs> yeah, through them. Oh, we're just going around this. We're starting with Sleepless feeling. in Seattle, which yeah. came first chronologically. Yeah. Now, Bethany, what does Jessica's father think in why means? No way. That's absolutely correct. Thank you. That's N-W. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, well, that's the joke. That's the I line. know. <laughs> oh, got it. No. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Okay. Then we're going over to Matt Hughes. How many extra weeks does Sam stay? say the house is going to take? How many extra weeks does Sam say the house oh, is going to take? Six, four, 12, or 13? I know. Oh, I know. I think that the answer is six more weeks. All of the above. I'm going to go with... Six more weeks? Is yeah. that your final answer? Well, Tyler just yelled out all of the Well, above. it's incorrect. When the client wants a bigger refrigerator, Sam tells her that it will be 12-week setback. Because they got to move the cabinets. They all, they all start shouting out numbers. With the cackle, the hyena cackle. Hey, uh, Patrick. Yep, I got it. <laughs> Here we go. Just like Back to the Future. Um, what did Maggie, who is Sam's late wife, what did she, quote, used to say? No one... What did she used to say? Yeah. Just in general? What used to say? It's an important oh, scene. I remember. Yeah, I love you is what she would say. <laughs> she did say that, but she said... <laughs> Final answer. I'll take the point. No, that's incorrect. She, she did not said, say... <laughs> Here's to us. Here's to us is the about correct answer. Something yeah. about mud in your eye. She no, that's, that was her ghost that was trick. That joke, yeah. Ghost <laughs> trick. Right? right. Wasn't that Tyler, with it's up to you. Hey, How old does Jessica tell the airline Jonah is? 13? No. Nope. 15. No. 12? No, 12. Bethany, you want to go for it? <gasps> he said it's yeah. 12. 12. He's actually it. 8. He but said no one right. will believe I'm 12. Yeah. She's like, well, so if somebody steals the computer, the point, they'll believe anything. Right. Yeah, if they said it for the first person to say it correct afterwards. Okay. Sarah. Yeah. How it. often That's does it rain in Seattle according to Sleepless in Seattle? Nine months? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. That's good. Good job, Sarah. Out of the year. some more confidence. Um, uh, Bethany, we're back to you. How Can are you I, feeling? I'm feeling great. Which baseball team does Victoria have tickets for? Oh, the Mariners. Ugh, easy. <laughs> They're doy. Okay. You're going with that? I can't yeah, understand Victoria. That. That's yeah, who are they team. playing? Who are they playing? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't reference that. Yeah. She has season tickets or a box or something <laughs> like Seattle's that. To Seattle's baseball team? Yeah. 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 To, yeah. The to the one down the street. I'm probably safe to assume. I didn't grow up in this area, so it's a big stretch for me to know what the Mariners are. in America? It takes place in three different cities primarily. Chicago. This is when King Griffey Jr. was in Baltimore. You do see them going to a cup. King Griffey Jr. All right. Mike. Matt. Yeah, Mike's Mike, not here Mike's at all. Here. <laughs> I love you, Mike. We, we can call him. <laughs> what is the name of Jonah's babysitter? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I know it. God. <laughs> I watched this movie today. Jonah. I wasn't concentrating. I don't know. Great. I didn't like Sarah, her. do you want to try to steal? You know, Clarice. 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 <laughs> oh, that's right. He's like, Clarice, can you move your car? Just like, <laughs> get it. He's like, she was it. that like moody goth kid. Hello, <laughs> Clarice. No, she's like kind of 80s. She's so weird. She's, she's like Seattle. She's, yeah. Yeah. she's perfect yeah. Seattle. <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. just that grunge kid in Seattle. All right. Back to you, Patrick. Back on it. What song <laughs> on the radio is going to be played backward? Wild thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can give you <laughs> multiple choices. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do that. <laughs> you said it so confidently. I was like, wait, was that it? <laughs> Jingle Bells, The First Noel, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, none of these. Oh, none of these. It's Jingle oh, Bells. It's Jingle, Jingle Bells. bells. <laughs> I 
<laughs> you don't know anything. It's funny because they're playing the Beatles backwards too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, jingle bells. That's what she hears on the. I don't. No, I get a point for him. You got that point. What are point. you doing? No, you got we that point. We all said it. That's yours, Pat. What are you doing? Dropping points. Don't give that to Tyler. Don't give that to Tyler. I don't want it. I said are wild thing. I stand by that my answer. That point is mine. <laughs> no. Stop. Give me another. Tyler, yeah. what is Harold allergic to? Everything. No. No. That's incorrect. Harold is allergic to bees. Oh, Matt got it right. Yeah. Wait a second, everything. Matt. You're not Matt giving getting, us a chance to recover the questions. So Matt. how come he's getting a point? Just Matt, like, why do you get that Matt's jingle bell point? Matt's shouting over everybody. Well, right? hey, he, I heard a right answer. I awarded a point to him. Listen, points. I'm None the point keeper, right? So I got to do what I want to do. This is anarchy. I was thinking about Walter. This is a lot more organized for Back to the Future. I like when people take charge. No, that's not how this works. Okay, Sarah. Bethy, you got two points, too. What does Jonah's record say if you play it backwards? Uh, Paula's dead? Be more conscious. Are you going with that? Yeah, girl. Are you sure? That's I'm sure. Paula's dead. That's right. Paul is dead. Nice one, Sarah. He's dead, mother. N-G. N-G. And goodbye. Here, for extra credit. No, okay, but... Let's have rules. For extra credit. <laughs> what do we tap? Whoever whoever says buzz first. Okay. okay. Buzz. buzz them after I say the question. Oh. Okay. After Sam or after Jonah tells his dad, Sam, that you play this record backwards and it says Paul is dead, what does Sam say to Jonah? Buzz. I know. <laughs> That's an extra credit point for Bethany. <laughs> One job, more Bethany. chance. <laughs> what does Jonah say back to Sam at that point? Buzz. H and G. No. Yeah. Incorrect. No, that's, what that's does Jonah oh, say back to Sam? Oh, I know. You want to try and again? Buzz again. Yeah. He says, "How do you know?" Yep. That's it. That's it. Great job, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but since you got it wrong, you lost all your points. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're back to zero, Bethy. I won, America. All right, we're all to you've got world. mail. Are you guys ready? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen this movie mail. in ten years, so all this right. would be great. <laughs> we're right. uh, we're we're gonna go watch You Got Mail after this trivia right now. So, so none, none of, unless you've seen it a million times, I feel like I've seen You've Got Mail quite a few times. I've probably seen it over a hundred times. No, you definitely There's have no That's way. impossible. You would have to watch it from the day it There's came out no to way. now oh, okay. nonstop. There's no way you spent 200 hours of your life watching You've Got Mail. I, I, got I, I was depressed for about two years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what I watched every Sunday <laughs> to survive. All right. Are we starting with whose turn was it last? Bethy just, uh, technically it's Bethy's turn. She okay. just got the extra credit once. I just Bethany, won, I in, which, in which chat room do Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly, quote unquote, meet? Would you like multiple choices? Yeah, I would actually because I can't think oh, of the exact name. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Was it AOL. over 30? Book lovers or New York lovers? It's over 30. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's I knew correct. it was a number. I just couldn't remember what number. Over 30. Lucky guess. Not really. Matt Hughes. Yeah, I'm going to get this wrong, so let's go. Fill in the blanks. Okay. Kathleen's email. Okay. I, once I read a story about a blank in the subway, and today I saw one. It got on a 42nd and off at 59th, where I assume it was going to blank to buy a blank. Hobo. <laughs> Madeline. What? Macy's blanket. <laughs> All totally wrong. I know it. Does anyone want to try to? A butterfly. I think it's Bloomingdale's to buy a hat. That's absolutely We're gonna correct. We're going to get the point for that. Yeah, I definitely get the point, right? That's absolutely correct. Extra it wasn't credit. The, the hobo blanket? Extra credit. 
What does she speculate will happen after the butterfly buys the hat? She'll hate it. <laughs> yeah, she it'll be too heavy and it will crash to the ground. Asexual, whatever kind of butterfly can't wear no hat. Yes, butterfly got the wings ring for a hat. All the dust will come off. Patrick, got it. Multiple choice. Fill in the blank of Joe's email. Multiple choice. We should meet, and we will meet. But I'm in the middle of a project that needs blank. Is it adjusting, fixing, or tweaking? Mm, it's tweaking. That's right. Good job. Absolutely nice. right. Patrick, got a point. On the scoreboard. Tyler, how you old went. was Kathleen when she started helping her mother in the store? Seven, six, or ten? Definitely six. That's right, actually. That's right. Good job. That was it. Uh, Did you remember the scene? I said definitely, therefore yeah. I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't shaky at all. Sarah. Yeah. Where in New York City are the shop around the corner and Fox Books located? Is it the Upper West Side, the Upper East Side, or Greenwich Village? It's Greenwich. Greenwich Village. We're going to stick with Greenwich for tonight. It's a regional dialect. <laughs> Wrong. The dialect of wrong pronunciation. <laughs> Greenwich. No. Take that back. No. Bethany can't help you <laughs> over there. Okay. I'm going to go with B. 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 The Upper East Side is yeah, also yeah. incorrect. Okay. It's the Upper West Side. <laughs> I think but we should all get a point except for Bethany there. Yeah. Everyone except Sarah and Bethany get a point. No, yeah. Because Bethany cheated. True. Bethany tried because to radio cheat by doing hand signals. Here? She All got right. a W gang sign. Bethany, you're, you're, you're back up. Are you in this? I hope I have 100 points so far. What is Kathleen's favorite flower, which she terms the friendliest a flower? A daisy. Yeah, that's one of the easiest questions. Oh, in the please. Quiz. It really is. It's I, I would have got that it wrong. It really is the easiest. It's the friendliest flower. <laughs> that's how Matt Hughes. Yeah, let's go, man. What's up? Straight from Fair Oak, England. That's right. Make some noise. <laughs> Patricia. Sleeps with the help of which over-the-counter drug? Is it Sleep Easy, Ultra Dorm, or Easy Dose? Stop. Is it Easy Dose? I don't know. No. Which one is no. it? Is, is it a stuffed animal? No. no. It's Ultra Dorm. It is Ultra Dorm. Half, ultra half, Dorm? Take half like it turns you into the like best dorm? If you don't get up here in two shakes. <laughs> Kathleen Patrick. Yep. Thinks of a song by which singer as she's decorating her Christmas tree? Is it Louis Armstrong or Satchmo, as he is sometimes called? Carly Simon, Carol King, or Joni Mitchell? Satchmo. It is not Satchmo. Joni Mitchell. She should have, though. <laughs> Did someone else buzz in? Anyone? It's Joni. Yeah, it's Joni. I said Joni Mitchell already. That's my point. Did he say it? Okay, we're we going to get that say point. It, but we didn't buzz or anything. We're going to give him five points for that. We're going to give Matt points? an extra yeah, point. Thanks. <laughs> Just yeah. shouting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyler. Hey, if that was how life worked, I'd Multiple so many choice. Points. Birdie allegedly fell in love with the ruler of which country? Portugal, Spain, or Italy? Absolutely Portugal. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> it's Spain. It's not. Wait a second with the shouter over here. Yeah, Matt, he's got it. He yeah, is but on he's not fire. getting it. How many points was that? Shouting it. To me, he is on absolute It's making fire. me crazy. Listen, <laughs> the buzz was for the bonus round, not the what regular the round. What the crap is this wild society we're living in? <laughs> get in there. Uh, I don't want to get in there. I know all the I, answers. I have an anecdote for right now. Bethany is a competitive person. Um, no, let's one not time do that. 
I she and I were involved in a game, <laughs> and I forgot that Bethany was a competitive person. I'm not. I think it's funny to he sabotage games. Game. You ruined it. And I made Bethany so mad. At me. I, it might have been the only time that you've. Have, is that the only time you've ever been sincerely mad at me? Yeah, probably. That I. But I think that I was saying stuff to you apologize. the whole time, like a forewarning, like I am so mad at you. Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? Like I was saying. Because that you're lot. saying those things. And I was, it's and then you just kept going, and I was like, I was so I funny. Need a moment. And the, in the moment, I apologized, didn't I? Yeah, in the I morning. I did. We reconciled. Yeah, we reconciled. And I was, okay, I'm, so I'm a freak. All that to frame game. this game. Yeah, like, it's great. I think I actually just took the lead with that one. So like, hey, it I wasn't. I don't think so. It too. wasn't anybody. It wasn't the World Series. It wasn't anything that mattered. It was a bunch of people barely even playing a dumb game <laughs> of fishbowl, <laughs> and this woman was so mad <laughs> that she was screaming and probably about to cuss. I don't cuss. Okay, yeah, so but about go. to. <laughs> <laughs> um, whose turn is it? Sorry, um, it's Hi, Patrick. It's no, it's Sarah's turn. My Tyler Sarah's just turn. went. Sarah, oh, yeah, I got Portugal right. Patricia, <laughs> Patricia terms Frank, quote, the greatest living expert on which historical figures was it? The Roosevelts, the Kennedys, or the Rosenbergs? Bethy is cheating over here, everyone. She is nodding and shaking I'm her head. I'm gonna go <laughs> with. Rosenbergs. No, it's the Rosenbergs. That's right. It's the Rosenbergs. Rosenberg. Okay, we're taking five points away from Bethany because she straight up gave Sarah that answer. She was nodding her head I'm not and shaking her win. head. She was telling her what she's, to say. She's, she's straight helping up me cry a little She knows this movie in if her heart. Mm. If you don't get the prize, you're going to be really sorry. Yeah. So you want to yeah. play ethically. We're going to give Sarah yeah. the point. I am Bethany, you're in the last now because you lost those points. Bethany. women uniting against us. Bethany. Who is the first one to suggest that they meet in real life? Joe or Kathleen? Kathleen. And Joe. Wrong. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I got the point. I said Joe. Listen, this shouter <laughs> over here next to me needs to go. <laughs> Stop. I didn't even I'm winning. think about it. I'm in the lead. Oh, if I man. would have, he said, do you think we should meet? Yep. And then she's like, meet. Shuts on her computer. Yeah. I remember. I just want people, I want to go on the record. Yeah, yeah. That I know the answer. This would be like me losing at Jurassic Park trivia or Tyler losing. It's embarrassing. Right. For well, Back what's weird is that this trivia game will determine who's the biggest fan of these movies. For at sure. the moment, it's Patrick. For sure. Uh, Matt Hughes, at the first yeah. meeting of theirs, mm-hmm. the first time they meet, Kathleen brings a flower. And which book? I don't know. Cholera. <laughs> that cholera book. Oh, no, that's serendipity. That's that movie serendipity. <laughs> Love in the time of cholera. <laughs> this man just said, I don't know. Cholera? He just named a disease. <laughs> that's not a book was at all. It, was it Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, actually it was. Was it really? Yeah. But we're not going to give him that point that's because right. I said cholera first. The wrong one. Okay. First. Right. She says, I can't get over how Elizabeth, the tension between Elizabeth yeah, and Yeah, yeah, that book is boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, extra oh, credit, what no. flower does she bring with Daisy. her? Bert rose. That's right. That oh, a red rose. Like a, Scarlet a rose. rose, to be exact. Oh, you're so stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a freaking idiot. <laughs> Patrick, we're, yep. nearing the, we're getting close to the finish line here. How Thank are Annabelle goodness. and Matthew related to Joe? You ready for the multiple choice? Yep. Annabelle is his aunt. And Matthew is his brother. Annabelle is his sister, and Matthew is his nephew. 
or Annabelle is his aunt and Matthew is his nephew. For for context, these are the two small children that Tom Hanks <laughs> takes out on the table. Oh yeah, that's the last one. Buzz, yeah, that's it's the first one. And Annabelle. I couldn't repeat and those his options. brother Matthew. <laughs> I had no right. freaking clue. Right. Well, Bethany got it right. Annabelle okay. is his aunt. Matthew is his brother. I oh man, Bethany, you're one point behind me. Just so you know. Respectfully buzzed. Tyler, Kathleen gets peeved cool. when she sees Joe loading up his plate at party, which fit caviar. We, yeah, that's right. Good that's the one thing I remember impressive. from the movie. Yeah. Caviar Sarah. is a, is yep. a garnish. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the cashier whom Joe convinces to run Kathleen's credit card, despite the fact that she's in a cash-only line? Alejandro. Alejandro. <laughs> it's Rose. It is Rose. Oh. Yeah, it's Callie Torres hey, from Grey's okay. Anatomy. Uh huh. She did a good job <laughs> seeing the movie. Well, what? <laughs> what? What'd you say? You've never seen the movie? No. What? Nobody Wait. asked, but I've never <laughs> seen this movie. <laughs> you never Shock seen of that. my life. Is this a joke? I've, no, hey. I've seen parts. I've never seen surprise. the whole movie. You get to experience the movie tonight I with know, someone. I know. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. It's going to change your life. Bethany, Joe and Kathleen take turns <laughs> guessing what the 152 means yeah. in Joe's email, mm-hmm. NY152. Which one of these options is not one of the possibilities they suggest? Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. There's several. Great. 152 people who think he looks like Clark Gable. 150 stitches from his nose job. The number of souvenir shot glasses he's collected from his travels. The number of Italian dishes he knows how to make. Mm-mm. 152 felony indictments or 152 people who think he looks, looks like, like a Clark, Clark bar. bar. Right. It's the <laughs> Italian dishes. That's right. That's the only one they don't suggest. Good job. Love that line. Good grief. That was that was impressive. Like a Clark bar. Matt Hughes, <laughs> what song is playing in the final scene? Spoiler, Sarah. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> easy, peasy. Where peasy. Joe and Kathleen meet in Riverside Park. Buzz, somewhere know, over wild the thing. rainbow. A wild thing. <laughs> It is somewhere over the rainbow, and this is the final extra credit. Pick. I hadn't even given my answer yet, Bethy. That was an inappropriate buzz. You didn't know. You buzzed yeah. too soon. <laughs> True or false? The same song shows up in Sleepless. False. In Seattle. Matt Hughes is wrong, and Patrick doesn't know how to talk in a microphone. False. True. But he did say true, so you get an extra credit. You it's get five not points. True. Somewhere over the rainbow does play. Yeah, it's in, in there somewhere. In Where? I don't know, but it occurred to me while I was watching it today. Oh, no, that song's also I on you. I think that's actually Yes, wrong. it is. There's another song that overlaps, but it is not somewhere with Excuse the Excuse me, Bethany Allen. I also opened up the soundtrack and Apple Music and started listening to it, and Somewhere Over the Rainbow definitely plays. I cannot believe plays. that. I need to see it with my eyeballs. I'll show you right here, right, right. in front of your freaking face. <laughs> yeah, let's, and I want let's do a visual proof on a podcast. To hear this before we go into the, the thing here. Yeah, let's you got to apologize when you're wrong. Guys, I won, so... Okay. What do I win? Okay, I don't actually see, see it. In the you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> touché. Oh, then I, then I get the point. No, not touche. Because false uh, is true. <laughs> no, no touche is also correct. Yeah. Both yeah. work. I win. Who's the winner? Patrick, who's the winner? I believe Patrick I won. said to you in a text I get an extra point because I got that right, so I won, right? Patrick, Patrick. Bethany won. Bethany, congratulations. You are the winner of a free subscription to AOL. It does. <laughs> it does show up in the movie. It's not on the soundtrack. It's a jazz version of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" performed by Ray Charles that appears in the film, but not on the original movie soundtrack. Okay, I forgive you. Okay, so it's like we are both right. What were you guys talking about? <laughs> okay, I like that. All right, we're going to go watch "You've Got Mail" and then come back and conclude which is better, "Sleepless in Seattle" or "You've yep. Got Mail."
You know, having just watched, for those of us who have just watched Sleepless in Seattle, and now you've got mail back to back, I think it, you know, let's let's just start off by putting our cards on the table like we always say and say, how do you feel? Which is the better movie of these two, beginning with you, Bethany Allen, one of the hardest decisions <laughs> you've ever had to make in your life? Which is a better movie? It's the movie? worst decision I've had to make in my life. This is your Sophie's Choice. <laughs> I guess I don't. I, I can't. <laughs> it feels so terrible well, to say because to me, they're very different movies. To me, they're very different. Are no one else in Let's the see. world yeah. are Let's they see. anywhere different? How, how do we summarize these movies? <laughs> I think I would say if even after rewatching them. I think if I w- if there was a gun to my head making a decision, I think I'd say you've got mail wins the day. But barely, I mean, just like. So you're just definitively so saying you've got mail's a better movie. You like it more. And if you had to save one, to you had oh, to kill one to save that. the That's other. Not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you chose you've got mail. So Sleepless in Seattle's uh, dead. I think it was because of the age that I watched. I remember my parents going on a date to watch Sleepless in Seattle. Like, I remember that vividly. I wanted to see it. And then You've Got Mail was, like, the first movie I saw as, like, an adolescent, like, young girl. So I think I think that's why it carries a little bit more weight. Okay, because it's a more formative time. And you're yeah, like, I wasn't, like, eight or whatever, however old be, I'd be my parents went to see it. Why are you acting like that's a ridiculous thing? Of course, no, your experience with yeah, it. Yeah, it's just a weird, it's a weird bias. Why? Why? That's the bias that we all use, man, yeah, is okay. our own well, lives. Sure. Yeah, sure. All right, Matt Hughes, you already got something to say. Which one do you like better? I mean, Sleepless in Seattle is hands down a far better and more enjoyable wow. and purer and less drivel-filled movie. So okay. it wins for all time. Uh, all right. Well, oh, think boy. about it for Those a second, I guess. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Let me take a breath before I you know, yeah. commit to either side. <laughs> Patrick, do you have an opinion? I have an opinion, but I to put my cards on the table, I have to confess that I haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle in like 10 years. <laughs> hey, man, jump so, on board. It's so good. Uh, originally, and I'll stick to this, I, I liked You Got Mel better, so I'm going to stick with that. Okay. But it's not fresh on your mind. It's not fresh like on you've my got mind. Mail. It's not like what an authentic response. It's like, hey, yeah. Bethany. But I appreciate it. Out- no, I don't want your appreciation anymore. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, do, do me this favor, Patrick. Before this episode comes out, go ahead and watch Sleepless in Seattle again and then comment on how Sleepless in Seattle is definitely better. I probably won't do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've got a crappy DVD and it looks awful. Yeah, I mean, I just. <laughs> It had all on this, the internet. It didn't it, look good. It had all this gate weave, like the whole screen was shaking oh, while I was watching. Nice. Wow, that's a bad one. Yeah, that was an ugly that's transfer. That's dramatic. Tyler, <laughs> what's your opinion? Fresh on your mind. Uh, I can very confidently say that Sleepless in Seattle <laughs> is a much better movie. Add a kid. Add a kid. It- I think the sleepless in Seattle piece is like it appeals to men more because oh, there's oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Do nonsense. Oh, it's not gender piece. Hold on, oh, hold on, geez. because this movie was engaging. I think on so many levels, like for the female brain, <laughs> I really do. Whoa, <laughs> we got into like how? Hold on, your go. brain is different. Here we go. No, I'm just saying like. This was like, we were getting the, the larger narrative was Kathleen Kelly and You've Got Mail. I think in Sleepless in Seattle, we see a ton of it from 
like Tom Hanks' perspective, Sam Baldwin, Sam Baldwin's perspective, it's well, just it different. Seems pretty equal, and I feel like it's I more appealing. I and feel there's like it's less equal in this one as well. Narrative, if but it, you get much less time with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan together. A million percent, right? They're so hardly, you're getting two stories that don't time. have to engage, and I think dudes like that better. <clears throat> so no. let's let's get to Sarah before. Yeah, we jump Sarah, around. what do you think? You just watched You've Got Mail for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was good. I think that I love Sleepless in Seattle so much more. Mm-hmm. But I grew up watching it. Like, I, you know, yeah. it, I don't yeah. have that emotional attachment to You've Got Mail. So. To, so. <laughs> to AOL, the archaic, yeah. the archaic form of communication. <laughs> don't look at me it like it's has, my problem. It we the, all engaged in that. It has the modem sound in it at one point. I like all that. So, what about you, Josh? Oh, um, you know, it's funny. I I think I saw Sleepless in Seattle once, maybe twice back around the time it came out in 93 or whatever it was. Same year as Jurassic Park. Oh, um, that's good. But I saw You've Got Mail maybe a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I even went out of my way to buy it because I thought to myself, oh, that's a nice movie to just have on from time to time. It's Is really it? entertaining. Yeah, um, it is. It has a charm, awesome. a watch, a watchability to it. Does it? So <laughs> I went into this thing today <laughs> thinking, uh, well, obviously you've got males is the choice. But then when I was watching rewatching Sleepless in Seattle today, I'm like, here we go. Here Sleepless we go. in Seattle is way better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Better. It's so much better. So much better. I still wow. like you've got mail as a, not a not a guilty pleasure because I'm not ashamed of it. But it's like. I like it, and it, it is what it is. It's just like a dumb, charming so rom-com. Dumb. But Sleepless in Seattle is actually a well-crafted yeah. right. and a, a well thoughtful... Yes. Like, it's even kind of uh, uh, brave in some of yeah. the way the story tells. I mean, you, you, Sleepless in Seattle starts with, like, she died, yeah. and then it opens on a funeral. Yeah. And actually, I have got a, a question for you, Bethany. You were just talking about how the female brain <laughs> perceives yeah. these things differently. And we obviously, we haven't talked much about romantic comedies and romantic comedies are, are pretty Ever. freighted to the female demographic, right? They, sure. they, they, in a lot of ways, they mostly just portray a lifestyle, romantic comedies, where you're in a big city at interesting restaurants. Yeah, it's a different type bakeries. of escapism. And the characters uh, are sophisticated and they work interesting jobs. It's almost like an escape from reality into this, you know, high-end lifestyle that these characters are typically sure. living. Sure, yeah. So, with all of that <laughs> beautiful packaging, they tell stories catered to women. Is that fair? To, to stereotype rom-coms? I'm sure some way. women wouldn't. Would find that, that offensive, yeah, but I'm sure they I would, would say for the yeah, most I'm, part. I'm speaking generally. Yeah. Their demographic is yeah, yeah they're aiming. So the opening scene of Sleepless in Seattle to me is brilliant because is it significant to you as a woman? Or Sarah, can you answer as well? That that graveyard scene, uh what is it what does it mean to you? What as a woman? Yeah. Yeah, what do you feel when you when the movie opens that way? I, this is what I was trying to say earlier. And by the way, I just want to state it again. Here we go. I adore Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> so you're not coming at me like I am against it. No, I'm, Apparently I'm not. Apparently now I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, the only yeah. one at the table. I'm not trying to. But yeah. I feel like I feel like the story is told from Sam's 
for some reason, I hear the story told from Sam's perspective more than I do well, from... Well, sure. And that's what I'm trying to get at real quick. Yeah. Uh, in that opening scene, I think that Sleepless in Seattle is far more brilliant than You've Got Mail, just in the way that it connects with its yeah, I think it's connecting. audience. Yeah. Because when you see Sam and Jonah on that hill, yeah. and there's a city in the distance, and they're looking down at a grave, you know that his wife and his mother have just died. Right. Do you immediately place yourself in their lives thinking that you could save them, that you can like be the hero of for them? Of course. That's I why can replace that corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that, exactly what they're trying to do. And then you cut from that scene to a woman helping Sam learn how to prepare his own meals. Right. Do you yourself see yourself as the woman that could come into his life of course. and help him? You think I could do He's that, and, and you want to? Yeah. And helpless. So immediately, in just two two scenes, women are already invested into the success of Sam and Jonah in Sleepless in Seattle. You don't get that connection at all, and you've got mail. It takes a long time to well, really no, you, develop. Yeah. The opening like, scene is okay. Cool. So the boyfriend's left. Now it's time for me no, to no, go. No, no. Hold on. Cheat. You're getting oh, ahead of yourself. Oh, apologies. Because Sleepless in Seattle actually fades from black into a shot of a coffin and them standing over it looking yeah. at it. You've Got Mail opens with the CG representation of New York while goofy music plays. <laughs> it does. The camera pans down and a little CG jogger <laughs> runs around. And it's like, and it feels like that thing goes on for 10 minutes. It yeah. is a long, you, I mean, but to get your mind right. This podcast is going to be a little bit more painful for me than I realized. <laughs> We're it's just picking this apart. It's funny. And I'm broken hearted over here. Both movies are giving you a sense of what you're, you're getting yourself into when you start off. When Sleepless in Seattle starts so heavy, even though the movie overall is a very charming and sweet type of movie it's just heavier than you've got mail is you've got mail is telling you from the outset we're kind of doing something goof goofy and a little less uh psychologically invest you know what i mean yeah. it's not going to take that it's much of your heavy. brain right but yeah. so right, so you think you've got mail sucks too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we because convinced you. I think yeah. Again, the time of my life when I saw it <laughs> and oh what was boy. happening, and and I love Sleepless in Seattle. I'm not saying. I mean, that's I'm rotating those two movies. But you killed it. Mm-hmm. You were willing to kill it. <laughs> well. So what would you? I just think it's say? more appealing to both men and women than I do. I think you've got mail. Sleepless is. in Seattle. Of course, well, that's true. A million percent. Just, just like I said that women can place themselves into the lives of Sam in Sleepless in Seattle, men are also placing themselves into the position of Sam. No, I don't think we need to make this a gender thing. I just think that Sleepless in Seattle is a better written, better directed, and better paced movie. It is just objectively Yeah, but you're kidding yourself if you think that nobody was having conversations or thinking along the lines of gender demographics. Oh, isn't that that the nature of rom-coms as they are anyway? That people would be seeing themselves in these situations and in the lives of these And they're going to be going on a date It's more about yeah, but who doesn't? And I realize that that's a stereotype to be like, oh, men like Die Hard and women like You've Got Mail. But who really doesn't like romantic comedies? I know I'm that great. they're good and bad, like any I other movie. I don't know because way. you got when we were watching You've Got Mail, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> oh, oh my god! It's like when you watch it, and, and, and the viewers don't or the listeners don't know, comedy. but <laughs> it's like when you talk about Zoe Deschanel. It's like constant, like you're almost vomiting when you talk about it. I really, really. Like the same Poor effect Zoe. that was happening in this room. You're like, it's because oh my Meg gosh, quirky Ryan. and cute. Ah, oh, she's so quirky. That was Tyler. Gum, cute. That's because 
Yeah, one that her, the character she was playing. I love Meg Ryan. I love Meg Ryan in Sleepless in Seattle. Like the character that she was playing was just. It's not annoying. Meg Ryan. It's, it's Kathleen. Not Meg Ryan. It's Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Is annoying. I think that as a stereotype of this, like a precursor to a Manny. Nobody's she was just as weird girl. as she was in Sleepless in Seattle. No, false. No, no, yes. no, no. Here no. she is, beating up and down the stairs, Stop. jumping in the closet. Stop. Bethany, I think that was funny. Stop. I think you're right, Bethany. She was just as weird and quirky and cute in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. But when Without they, the movie, when they remade Sleepless and wrote, wrote, you've got mail at the top instead. <laughs> they scratched out. <laughs> this is the same thing as Benjamin Button and Forrest Gump. Essentially. This is, this is the new Forrest Gump. You've is got it? mail is Benjamin Button what it is. Yeah, we got it. Like, yeah, I got the analogy. Yeah, one came after the other more. one. Thanks. Yeah, you're following me. Uh, <laughs> I think that they just they turned up the quirkiness and the cuteness for You've Got Mail too, in an extreme Because it was a just sillier so movie weird. like Josh just said. Because mm-hmm. so uh, it, it was lazier writing. So let me, let me ask Bethany. How would you uh, summarize the, the plot to Sleepless in Seattle? Like um, you're right in the back of the, the box, the VHS box. Oh, that's not fair. I'm not half, I'm not <laughs> no, very Just summarize what the story the is. Present. What's about? How would you describe it to someone who hasn't uh, seen it? It's about a widower um and his son and a a woman who's in an unhappy relationship <laughs> <laughs> and uh a radio show that brings them together from all the way across the United States and it's it's that it's the look it's the passion or the drive for the more the magic is what they say yeah, you know it's like magic. true love mm-hmm. or whatever but not i okay. mean they don't they don't make it true love like syrupy they make it like <laughs> syrupy it really matters that you have feelings that are deeper than just like you're nice and i could choose you so how would you do a summary for you've got mail uh two <laughs> two grown adults <laughs> <laughs> i like starbucks okay. uh, who 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 uh, just upon happenstance meet much like what you experience in uh, Sleepless via the letters who meet in a chat room and connect more deeply than they connect with their present partners and they and then also they're at war <laughs> with each other so I don't know how to do I'm this I'm so confused what's happening what am I saying that was like exactly why am I summarizing point. these <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Sleepless in Seattle, these two characters know each other in real in life real and life. spend a lot of time together. Yeah. First as enemies and then gradually there as friends. Go. Why are we having him do this? Which is just when well, Harry no, no. met Sally. <laughs> like the friend like friends that turn into lovers part. Yeah, but Can he we? was pursuing her knowingly and Harry met Sally he wasn't. Right. So. Until the end pals. when he was. Well yeah. I, I want to talk about something we mentioned there, but I want Tyler to resolve his reasoning yeah, for having Bethany write the VHS box. For, by the way. It's or were you just curious? Where we are. Yeah, I was just if you consider the story from each movie, it was far simpler for you to describe Sleepless in Seattle. And you did it like in a way that was like, oh, it sounds Compelling. like a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even finish the summary. <laughs> You've got mail. And I remember just now we, we were just nearing the end of the movie and I was thinking, good God, what is happening? <laughs> this plot is just a mess. Where is the storyline going? 
I, I like that about it, though. You're like topsy and turvy. It's very Alice you, in Wonderland. You like really that, like, <laughs> one hour and 45 <laughs> minutes it's in, they're Alice like, and Wonderland. now these guys are going to get stuck <laughs> in an elevator because Tom Hanks hasn't yeah, quite realized. Yeah, because that's realized. the catalytic moment that's a turning point it's for him. It's a lazy where he decides. deus ex machina. I think that uh, Nora Ephron, the, the director of the film. And writer. Or both films. I think that she made a movie that was a runaway hit in sleep in Sleepless in Seattle that the world loved it. The world loved the chemistry between Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan who barely spend any screen barely. time together. Yeah. And yet you still just like the two of them and the idea of them being together. I think that somebody said, do that again, but have them like up each other's butts <laughs> in Gosh. every sense of the not in every sense not in every sense you know what I mean it was, it's almost like uh, the Julia Roberts Robert Redford thing that they did right. with Pretty Women and then with uh, Runaway Bride yeah. right those are the two yes where the idea is Make that Robert Redford when you no, see no, the no, okay. sorry not What's Robert Redford Gr- Richard Gere Richard <laughs> Gere what in the world yeah, I don't that, know that like been, Robert Redford that like would have been less compelling yeah <laughs> He's just on so the boat, Richard man. Gere uh, and Julia Roberts and Pretty Women, and then when when they marketed Runaway Bride, the marketing was like, "Look, they're in another movie right. together." They had them both on the poster, like yeah. back and leaning the together, like buddy buddy. No, 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 I think Joe and the Volcano was way better than these two. <laughs> but movies. this is a this is a remake of a really old movie. It is, but it's an ostensible remake because nobody yeah. cares about Shop Around the Corner. It's just like one of those like we have this property lying around yeah. to have and some screenwriter. A, they didn't have email this. in Shop Around the Corner. <laughs> <laughs> so they, it ain't a, like. Do you beef. do you think it ain't like a word for word remake that you've got mail was so charming because of the mail gimmick, the internet gimmick to it that chat were all like. Were all you remember, like that. at the time, it was oh, so. Yeah, was the it, was we, it was our, it was the life we were living. We yeah. were like, if I so put pictures up the phone, we're kicked off of AOL. Yeah. Like you wanted to hear the phrase you've got, man. Like, I don't know. It's like, and to me, it's have, so nostalgic. Yeah, we didn't have digital addiction as a thing the way right. we do now. Like, if somebody tried to make this movie now uh, updated to a context that would be pretty accurate about social media or something, we'd all puke all over it. Even the, the, even the, the people Instagram that followers. are living that right now. But it'd be impossible for them to stay anonymous because there'd be too many selfies all over this. Yeah, I was thinking they would have seen each other a billion percent by yeah. now, even just with Facebook back when it first came out. I'm like, at least they would have seen each other. And this, they didn't even know. Yeah, well, yeah that's AOL. why this works so well. It's yeah. because yeah. it's like the mystery. It's... It's still like right, new. You could be that's from, and online. that's romantic. You're talking about mystery have. in AOL. And yeah. you've got mail? Yeah. Now, that MSN that messenger mystery. I feel like the mystery in Sleepless in Seattle was far greater because she, all she knew of uh, Sam was a voice on the radio. She yeah. didn't even have a photo of she him. She had to she hire, had hire a private yeah, but detective. This, uh, you got Mel wasn't <laughs> about creepy. the mystery. It was just about the characters. It's, it's kind of like... Yeah, and one of them knows and the other yeah, doesn't. Yeah, right. Seattle the was, just, was just a But you actually device. do have the one of them One of them does, one of them doesn't in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, it's just not knew. drawn out to the degree. That right, where <laughs> she's not manipulating him in, yeah, yeah. in real time. <laughs> so can we talk about that for a second? Because... As much as I, and to be clear, I'm beating up on you got mail. I'm I'm not like Matt Hughes over here. I actually like you've got mail. I don't. I Thank enjoyed watching it that. tonight. Uh, <laughs> I think it's fun and funny. the The people in these movies are just crappy people. It's like <laughs> you're really watching. Uh, well, I feel like we had this conversation recently where you just. It's like a Seinfeld where. In reality, you love the characters and you think that they're hilarious and you want, but they're they're all they're crappy people. people. That's the yeah. premise right. of the show, right? Um, but 
this movie doesn't know that it's character. These movies don't know that mm. their characters are crappy people. So you've got in both cases, except for Sam, who's a widower. Yeah. He's, he's not doing anything. Sam is innocent. Awful. But uh, both Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly and you got male have other involved relationships significantly degree where they say that they love each other. They almost live they, together. One of them, they yeah, do live together. They essentially An- do live together. Annie and Walter are engaged. Yeah. And they're, they're connected deeply and they cannot wait from the opening moments. They cannot wait mm-hmm. until their respective boyfriends and girlfriends get out of the house so that they can get online and talk to this clearly, uh, you know, uh, opposite sex person right. that they're deeply They have an emotional to. investment yeah. in someone other than the person they're living with. And the audience has taken on this ride to be like, isn't this great? great. <laughs> Just casting aside yeah. all yeah. our Look at all these social choices. Exactly. Casting aside all our morals. The lesson that they're telling you is like, lie to the person you're involved with. Sneak around. Like, <laughs> do do anything to find out if there's something better out there. Right. But, they play, they but play it's up. okay because... Walter, Annie's fiance and sleepless in Seattle, was a real dweeb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Walter, okay. so, he was so allergic great to Kinnear. everything. So was great Kinnear. Kinnear was, what a yeah. freaking political loser. Great Kinnear was pretty dweeby. Oh, too. he's got three typewriters. What a freaking <laughs> idiot. So Get like, rid of that guy. Yeah, Bill, Bill Pullman, he's, he's, uh, he's just not as like, magical. And so, but don't like be honest with him or break up with him or anything. It's okay. Fine. Lead him on, string him on. Cause you she might was have, struggling. You to might be have fair. to settle she for was... him. Um, but if you feel like something better is out there, it's uh, totally okay to run right. this guy into the ditch. You O'Donnell do see that. the moral conflict in her, though. She's like, oh, sure, I she acknowledges it. So at least we have but a little bit of that. She no, she and you've got she flies across the country. She no acknowledges it when she's having self doubt that whether or not Sam is the right person for her. Well, no, and she said, "No, when she no, gets on the plane, Walter's she's the like, guy. yeah, I can't like, believe I lied.' Do you like flying? Or oh, do you I just told flying? the worst lie. Like, hey, uh, yeah, that was a lovely little. Do you feel line. like any lie is a betrayal? <laughs> I asked you if you like flying. <laughs> yeah, the version of uh, Meg Ryan and Sleepless in Seattle has all the charm that they were going for for You've Got Mail, but without the dial cranked up to eleven. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I think that Silpus in Seattle was like the beginning of or right in the middle of when they were becoming the American sweetheart type thing. And then when they made this, they're like, make caricatures of what people think they really yeah, do are more. like. Yeah. Do more of that. Like, so show us that. Bethany and Sarah, when you see these significant others who are very dweeby and you see a lead female character pursuing another love interest... What does that mean to you? Do you do you think to yourself, this could be a possibility for me? Like it's a fantasy for you to find someone who's better than the person you were. <laughs> I here's what I would say to I that. I could have a Tom Hanks. Because li- li- like what I'm asking is, are we talking is, about Tom Hanks? Or is is Bill Pullman in a way like the personification of the man that you're currently involved with? I want to tell you this from a female perspective, I, I think. That's and what he's you, asking. You stay with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Sarah, not yeah. you. you yeah, no, just, that's what you I'm just asking. Listen I want to know what female oh, you brains, as you here. say, are yeah. really thinking. Whatever. I don't mean that to be whatever. Right. I don't want a gender conversation. Yeah, I, I, but again, let me reiterate. I'm, I'm just generalizing. Not all women. <laughs> I know. Like Direct your angry emails to these two. <laughs> yeah. I, here's what I would say in response to that. Two things. One... Um, well, I can't remember. Now I can't remember the first thing because my brain just went dead. But the, the big thing that I wanted you to hear was like, when I see that movie, 
or when I when I see like Bill Pullman being dweeby, or I see um, in You've Got Mail um, that one girlfriend I can't think of her name who's like obnoxious, Her- she makes coffee nervous or whatever, and I Parker see. Posey. Greg Kinnear, who I love, who I actually think is is kind of charming in the role that he's in. I love Greg. I Kinnear. don't see it as like, oh, so you're saying like, can you believe it? They're making this guy such a dweeby, dorky dude. Blah blah. I'm so it's thinking okay when she leaves him. The narrative I was <laughs> I got the whole time. Every time I watched the movie is, oh, she doesn't love him. Yeah, that's she true. doesn't love him yeah. as much. So I don't even. I honestly have never thought of the infidelity piece until today when y'all brought it up, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, it's terrible. I went right on the train and just rode it all the way yeah. home. Yeah, and and so I think like the female brain wasn't. I'm not thinking like, oh, he, wow, he's such a dork. That's that's why she wouldn't like him. It's so <laughs> not that way. It's like, oh. She doesn't actually love him, yeah. which is why we she's feel just justified. Him. Well, we don't think that. We think, oh no, she's just trying to figure it out. We get that. I get that stroke or whatever. But the so the, they're placeholders. So it's okay to be. Okay to have, that we, it's okay no, to have a guy or a girl as a placeholder. Obviously well, that. And yeah. me of all there's got to be a point of tension that. in a movie. But like what, what the fem- I think the interpretation in the female head is or brain is like. Oh, we're just the, uh, the the narrator. Whatever we're seeing here is just telling us they don't actually love them, uh, and so they need to choose something different. But it, in in the story that they tell for each of these boyfriends, Bill Pullman and Greg Kinnear, uh, they give you no reason to root for them. Bill Pullman's like interrupting the proposal announcement because he goes Both into a sneezing Both of those men, though, fit. are not mean men or terrible men. I They're don't hate decent, any of them. Very, I like very and, decent in the men. movie. They're I'm just thinking. Not cool or I really like them. They're actually no. both more handsome than Tom. <laughs> <laughs> right, they are. Bill Pullman's great. And I'm thinking. I'm looking at them going because we're like thinking Independence Day. I mean, I'm thinking like yes. this sucker. We will I mean, not go. We know who he is. Right. We're back to sucker. I think we remember that. I think we remember when I gave that speech. Uh-huh. Because it was very powerful. <laughs> yeah. But <Yes>. but <laughs> it was Bethy. But I would say to you, none. I don't think girls are going. Ew, they're so gross and dweeby, and he sneezes all the time or whatever. <laughs> like I can't even fathom it. I think we're saying they are really good men, and they should let them go because they don't love them mm. the right way. In my head, I'm like. Yeah, because even Greg was like, I don't love you the way, you know, like we're yeah. supposed to love each other. So we're thinking, this is like, of course, because yeah. you don't love him the way you should. doesn't mean he's bad. None of us are going, he's so terrible. We're glad you broke up with him. Mm-hmm. We're going, we love everybody in the movie. We just want everybody to be happy. So I don't think, I mean, would you say that, Sarah? Like, I, yeah. I think part of me is like, I didn't even hear any of that until y'all are like, it's infidelity <laughs> and they're cheating. And everyone's a hoe and... I said, yeah, I'm like, yeah. But then the option is there. It's either this like good upstanding Bill Pullman or Greg Kinnear guy. Or the other option is a man who is severely emotionally either damaged or stinted. Like Tom Hanks is like emotionally broken. And so the option is you can have this guy who kind of, yeah, he's not exciting, but he had a, has all his stuff together or you can go and you can be the heroine and you can fix this man who is a widow right or you can be the heroine and you can help this man child who obviously <laughs> has been handed everything he's on his 
family's third boat and like we his didn't, dad's like I ninth tell wife you. like and then you can fix him and draw him into like she's not adulthoodness she's not handling that it. that's like i'm like i can't even hear that because i don't even there's not <laughs> one point where i thought that and i know that the narrative is probably like see yourself in this fantasy i get that like that would be the male perspective but i am like no, that, that is the design of romantic comedies is for everyone watching it to see themselves as one of the characters well yeah, that's in the every whole point. story that's the I'm, shtick not you know, in every story not Specifically in escapism, which romantic comedies are. (laughs) Okay. I actually. Wait a second. I really do want to hear what Sarah had to say. Can I just ask her about that? Because I want. I just would like. Here we are drowning in the men. A table full of men. I just would love to hear. That's your dream, Bethy. It's It's really helpful, except that you're all married. So. No, I think it. I think you're right. I think it. Um, it kind of tricks you into thinking like. You know, these women, well, this woman, Meg Ryan, needs to do, like, what her heart is telling her. And, you know, she doesn't love this this man, so go for, you know, this better emotional connection that you have. But I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of rom-coms do that. And, yeah. like, I think it's actually really damaging, like, to women. Um, not to get all, like... Here we go. <laughs> oh, it just got real <laughs> now. But Shoots. no, I think I Miss think it's ju- it's just Who's like it's like this man? tricky thing that it's like <laughs> I don't know, like I wish someone punched someone. Everything should be like what you see in this movie. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that like a sign or sparks or like that emotional connection then like you're settling well yeah. that movie right. that's yeah. the message very clearly yeah it's, well, it's 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 settle. it is it's funny too because when we were watching it i was like these movies are really ch-. and i'm not going i'm actually not one of these people that feels like you know all art has to be responsible in a sense that it could never communicate anything to anybody that might ever be misconstrued as anything and all <laughs> no. that stupid crap that's but so dumb i was laughing at the idea that like this is absolutely i never saw it before but this is absolutely one of those movies that's contributive to these r- wildly unrealistic expectations that men or women have and uh, about romance and about what's okay it's just like yeah it's it's perfectly okay to lie and sneak and mistreat people who are good to you if you're not happy. Yeah. Right. You've got to find what makes you happy, mm-hmm. even if you trample on other people. <laughs> well, and then, the, the and then movies that go to like the nth degree. There was that movie where Natalie Portman was in that wig, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was like <laughs> all these people having affairs. Stop. I know that was terrible. But it was all those people having affairs, and like everyone was up in arms about it. And I'm like, these movies now where like everyone's like running around like having full on affairs with each other that people are mad about were completely <laughs> foreshadowed. Like just running around. Just sprinting. Let's go. <laughs> got my three o'clock. We got to get, get busy. Like the precursor for that was like Sleepless in Seattle where it's like don't settle. If you're unhappy, move on and you don't but have to worry about the feelings of the person that you're with as long as you yourself are happy at the end. But as, l- as much as we want to villainize that concept... Mm-hmm. There is still, is an and I concept. get what you're saying. Trust me, I do understand yeah. that. I'm not sure that you do. But <laughs> I, I don't know because you're about to I argue am against saying it. There is something to this concept of like, like, like not choosing something that's something you wouldn't th- that you could choose more. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying that he was perfect because clearly we saw Tom Hanks was not or Sam Baldwin was not perfect but well, i she do didn't think know him to be fair at all <laughs> she, the movie ends without her okay. knowing him but i would say i would the romantic side of me would give credit 
to this notion that like you don't have to just be bored like yeah. you don't just have to settle for something because it's there mm-hmm. you actually could have something more than no, that. No, I, I so I don't. Hate I don't think that anyone idea. would begrudge them that concept. That the, the humor in it is that the film doesn't begin with a dissatisfied woman who's with a guy who then comes to terms with the fact that she is settling, and so she's honest about him, even though it's going to hurt his feelings. She is. And then she goes off in search of something else. She actually does both simultaneously. Right, she parallel paths yeah, it. That's the issue. But we do see, like, in Sleepless that at the Christmas, at the dinner table, she's having that conversation when she goes upstairs with her mom to try on that wedding dress. Mm-hmm. And her mom says, you know, our hands, we held hands and I couldn't tell his from mine and it was right. magic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's no such thing. She had to get all, we, right. as at least in the, we're going said, like, destiny this is, so. is something that we've contrived to make us feel better. But she's doing that while trying on the dress she will wear to marry because the man she's, downstairs. she's saying, I'm choosing this, but she's going, this isn't, something isn't, right. we're all seeing something isn't right. Then don't something choose is it. Right. And so, don't, while something isn't but right, but while something isn't know right, it don't in that moment. fly across the whole out. freaking country to pursue <laughs> to, something that might be right to defend uh she was nora, figuring it out to defend nora Ephron, she's a hoe who yeah. is the she's figuring out in the midst of a committed of these relationship not, no, not nora is a hoe i was talking about <laughs> no. a fictional <laughs> <Yeah>. character <laughs> yeah. i was talking about nora, a we have no idea about your choices really to defend yeah. nora Ephron, neither of these couples that meg ryan was involved in were married yet uh so nora isn't you know, oh, they're just rid- living in sin, man. That's even worse. Marriage. Um, so she, she, she has, she has lines, right, that she's not willing to cross. And it, the, the goal of these love stories is to find the right person for marriage. So it's fair, you know, all right, as they say, <laughs> yeah. in love and yeah, you can all do fair in love that's or the war. Yeah, that's right. But it's, just, it's, it's very clear that her message is that no matter how in sync or. Um, Similar you might be with the person you're with if you don't have that magic or right as how did they did they have a word for it? And you've got mail. It was clearly magic and sleep manipulation <laughs> via email that that you should pursue the riskier just to see if if that's the person that's meant for you. But don't. Well, and, but and while you're pursuing the risk, make sure you just hold honest. on to that placeholder <laughs> just in case the risk doesn't hey, work out. So be fair. To the guy hey, be fair. Do that, there though. were no yeah, other actions did. taken. There, she wasn't like They both ended anybody. it once they it realized just, what was happening. That's true. They, they were Greg only emotionally cheating. Greg Kinnear was a hoe too. Greg Kinnear was a hoe too. Greg was hoeing with that TV lady. He was. He was. That's true. So let me ask you this, lady. But two hoes don't make a non-hoe. I want to hear what Sarah and Bethany <laughs> they cancel it's, each other it's out. It's the whole notion of a romantic comedy. Can I ask this or can I not ask this? That's what I want to know right now before I ask my next question. Can I'm I ask y'all a question? <laughs> Let's Please. say both of you guys imagine a world where you're in some uh, uh, relationship, uh, you know, hypothetical relationship. Uh, you're involved with a person to the degree that let the relationship has gone on for some significant length of time. It's the type of thing where um, you you cohabitate the majority of the time. You say, I love you when you say goodbye. You're in each other's business. You're in each other's lives. Now let's say that you wake up with this guy that you live with, that you're in love with, that you tell other people, I love Bob or whatever his name is. And you're like, okay, I'm going to work. You leave the house. 
Bob runs over to the computer. He opens it up and see if he has an email from this girl that he writes back and forth with every single day as quickly as he can, talking about everything that he can think of, that he's enamored with this idea of this girl. And you would think that, like, oh, it's no big deal. We're not married or anything. And it's, it's like, I, I Oh, hope, he's not kissing her, I so hope, I'm sure it's fine. I hope he's looking for something better. I hope he's not settling for unless he has the magic. You, would, you didn't think you would have no problem with that whatsoever. Why are you posing such a ridiculous <laughs> question? Of course you're because saying... Because ri- you're funny. saying that's the premise of romantic comedies, that's and that's fine. Yeah, we're not you talking literal life. Are you getting <laughs> okay. this? This is a freaking story. The <laughs> what is the... <laughs> story what? about when life. Did we, when did y'all get so angsty you're about this reality? You're in a romantic fantasy. Oh it's not gosh. reality. You're pushing, yeah, you're pushing us further into fiction to accept their behavior. But what's interesting is that even in this story, in both of these stories, as crazy as the the situation that Josh just described when Meg Ryan came clean to Bill Paxton, you know, in New York City on Valentine's Day. Bill Pullman. guy from Tornado. Yeah. It was like Twister. Twister. The guy from Twister. Uh, no, Terminator. No, Terminator gear. <laughs> Bill Pullman. When she came clean to Bill Pullman, it was, he was like, oh, okay, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, he said, so we, he so said, leave that I love, that, it, it allowed women to continue to this. live on this fantasy like right. there are no it didn't consequences pull them out for what they just of yeah. the story. Like, he didn't yeah. say, are you freaking kidding? Right. Yeah. We're like so in, we're in real life, it would have been China. You ought to be ashamed horrible. of yourself so for you're being absolutely so horrible. You are a is hope. fantasy. She, I, I don't like, know when you he guys... Says, Bless you. You can get over there. Go in peace. You go over to that nicely lit up. And Empire then she State and Greg Kinnear like just cracking up. Like I never they're drinking you. wine. I'm like, you guys were like sleeping in the same bed. This last is what night. I never wanted to have happen to both of my two favorite romantic. Comedies. I love the movie. All these everybody just giving a hyper critical critique. Like this is real life. It's like me going, yeah, man. If you woke up in Gotham tomorrow and Batman and Superman were just sneaking get around and Shoot. they were mad at each other because blah 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 right. and their mom's names <laughs> were Martha and that's what Jesus, I mean it's so yeah, spoil- like, spoilers for Batman I'm Superman like, in this one I'm like what the crap are you talking about this is a, this is a movie no, 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 hold on. it's so hold unfair up, hold, on. hold on it's not it's not and it's unfair. okay to beat up your neighbor because they're bad and they took something from you don't, oh my gosh don't you silly. see that <laughs> most of, most of what you've been vouching for the movie thus far has been based on you making a real life emotional connection to the story, to you seeing like yourself you do with in any the story. movie. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so all we're doing is critiquing that same exact message that you're connecting with and saying it's also kind of wonky. Yeah, just like we we just critique like Batman versus Superman. Yes, it's just wonky. Sure. Like sure. And, and we did a podcast about how there was some stuff that didn't quite line up with you, the specific no, no. universe. Let me be clear. With you Batman you Superman. Do, you do not deal with the integrity of violence and non-violence and all this obscure stuff. That 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 if we were being fair and saying, oh, but we're going to bring infidelity to the because table that, here in this because, because like, Batman Superman is set because it's that not, I mean, that is same. set in a myth mythological universe. So Sleepless is in Seattle is set in our world where people it's really write into radio shows and really Come on have now. Like we, inappropriate now, emails. The whole time Josh was saying he's never experienced New York like he saw it on You've Got Mail. <laughs> That's true. It's clearly a fantasy in no, so hey, many ways. No, I actually thought it was funny because I, I watching both of these movies I've never connected with not in a, even in a bad way. I've never like connected my own self with the characters. I've only ever thought about like 
hey, he lives on the water. That's neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I had I thought, a boat for me and my boy. <laughs> I've been to New York do- uh, dozens of times. It, it never seems like that to me. Every time I go there, there's rats running over my feet and some hobo <laughs> spitting AIDS in my eye. And like, <laughs> Last time I went to Seattle, I made my friend take a picture of me walking down the public market hill because I was like, that's that party in Sleepless in Seattle. So I was like, I want to reenact that party in no, Seattle. But I think what you guys are, what you, Bethany and Matt were both arguing about is funny because you're both right and wrong at least in my personal estimation when you sit down it's like yeah you would evaluate a movie like batman v superman exactly the same way you would evaluate if you i mean if you like movies and you're into this kind of thing of course you unpack what the psychological implications of the movie and the philosophical implications of a movie and have those conversations about what they mean and of course you could say things about like why you agree or disagree with one, you know, fictional character's lifestyle choices or not, and who you're supposed to connect with or not. I mean, we did that to some degree with Batman versus Superman when you're talking about people who are unhinged or inconsistent or, you know, the problem of evil and all that stuff. The thing about You've Got Mail is not that, like, oh, we're being unfair and we're critiquing it too deeply for a movie that's supposed to be at a superficial level. It's because the only thing that this movie has to offer you in the way of depth, and this is a movie that I like quite a a bit, is a romantic story, is a love story that you are clearly meant to identify with in some level, even if it's fantasy, even if it's like, what would that be like for me? Or, you know what I mean? Or or what would that be like for them? You're supposed to just consider the implications of it on your own life. And the interesting thing about this movie as opposed to a movie like Batman v Superman, you see Batman branding criminals with a brand or whatever. And you're meant to think like, Oh, he's insane. He's bad in some way. I mean like, and it's doing its job effectively, but in sleepless in Seattle or you've got mail, we're being told like, look at these awesome characters living out this incredible story and they're likable and they're good. Um, and in reality, they're conflicted, but they're, they're actually quite bad. Right. Right. Either way, you are comparing your own character to that of the characters in these stories. Like Batman and Superman, you're weighing your own judgment and your own commitment to truth and justice against theirs. Like, and the American In a way, way. They're, they're inspiring you to be a better person. Oh, uh, well. And it's the same thing with these other movies. With like Sleepers in Seattle, it's, it's inspiring you to like be a better woman so that you can... Help That's save how you get a man. In the stuff that you were saying. I about think to be brave yeah. or yeah. to be brave. Sure there, there are not to settle for whatever. less, all that yeah. kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, there are certain things that, that inspire you to build upon your own character that you can find in these yeah. films. And that's true for any story. But also in these movies, like Josh said, they are holding up people who are at their core morally irrehensible and saying these are people making right choices. Whereas but, in other movies, they're holding up people who are doing things that are morally ambiguous or morally wrong and saying these people are wrong. No, I think, I mean, I, I disagree to an extent. I think if the presentation of the characters, characters, <laughs> the character of the characters. Yeah, got yeah. it. You know what I'm got saying? it. Yep. Yeah. It's at, at the very least, it's a bit ambiguous. But it doesn't matter. It does, I mean, at the end of the day, you could apply the same lo- A thinking person applies the same logic they do to Batman v Superman. I'm watching these people and I'm thinking, oh, even though the movie doesn't seem to be trying to tell me that Meg Ryan's character is m- morally ambiguous, they're trying to say that she's like great. 
I see that she's morally ambiguous, and there's also some things to gleam from her story. There's also great things about her character. She's so uh, cute and quirky. She's a mixed oh, bag. Yeah, look, she's so animated <laughs> she's when she types her emails. Her eyebrows are just all over the place. Listen, this guy's a cynic. <laughs> hey, I love Sleepless in Seattle more like than any other romantic uh, comedy in the world. You hot man, you hot man, just is bad. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah Can I just say, yes. watching? You've got mail for the first time, really. Um, I feel like the supporting actors were so random and weird. Like, like the side stories in it, um, I felt were more distracting to the whole plot. Like, like the dad and the grandpa and the Agreed. wife, like and the kids. And yeah, then, like, the, even the, the wife, book, who, the wife like, who pulled a Susan, Dave from Chappelle, Friends. and then there's like, <laughs> like the, the, the Dave Chappelle, the <laughs> bookstore employees, like that are also quirky and like random. They all, I didn't feel like anybody was like supporting the Meg Ryan, Tom so, Hanks so relationship. You're, you're an advocate versus, for Rosie O'Donnell. Right, yeah. like yeah. So Sleepless in Seattle has Rosie O'Donnell, who's she's great, great, so good. She's like the perfect like best friend in a rom com, um, and then but even like Rita Wilson and all the other people like the kid their roles in it were, just had to do with like helping him yeah and I felt like it just kind of they acted flowed as better yeah they yeah were totally Rosie O'Donnell was enabling um, Meg Ryan to take risks right and pursue they gave they gave like. A construct for the story, whereas the people in you, you've got mail, like poked holes in the story and made like the good story juice like leak out. Well, it wasn't the poke holes. It was just that they were just to set up the like characters. That. that movie was just the characters. The guys are supposed to think, oh, it's a cute, quirky girl, and the girls are supposed to yeah, think this so guy is charming <laughs> so and will romance me. That's what yeah, they're trying Bethany to do. Bethany was leaning over to me, being like, "Listen to this thing he's about to say. That's good." <laughs> it's true. I heard Bethany yeah, whispering stuff like that from Listen across what, the room. Look, look at the, what he's doing with his hand right now. That's good. Mm. Why? How come guys don't do that? She was saying, "Look at that. How come guys don't do that?" Bethany gets all her dating advice from uh, Sleepless in Seattle. But, you know, the, I knew it would go there. <laughs> it I, seems like, before you defend yourself from that, no, I the don't. thing about the supporting characters is absolutely true that in You've Got Mail, it becomes just ridiculously convoluted. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't need all these people. The storyline's a mess. And they don't, they don't really help this move the story along. No. Nope. But in Sleepless in Seattle, the supporting characters, Rosie O'Donnell, to a certain extent, is, you know, present. But they're they're pretty touch and go. Rita Wilson is in two scenes, right? And there's but this they're important scenes. They are, they are, and she's likable. And that I mean, that yeah. one scene is one of the more she famous funny scenes where like she the cries whole over it. To remember, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's the scene where Rob Reiner is at like this uh, some seafood bar at with the Tom bar, Hanks yeah, talking about tabbing on. Yeah, and that that scene yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it sounds completely like they're ad libbing the brilliant. entire scene, talking about swatches and his butt. Yeah, exactly. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good joke. <laughs> Have I got a good butt? I don't know. Am I grading on the curve? Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and then Rob Reiner's not in the movie Dad anymore. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> well, because they finished the house, and he was like <laughs> his what, like foreman or something. Yeah, so. They both have this element of like characters that pop in and disappear, but they're just so much more likable and uh, contributive to the story. It's a very clean, clear storyline. Yeah, and it's, it always has to do with the one main bottom line, wherein you've got mail. It's like, why do we need to know the weirdness of his family and that hooker right. from American Psycho? And um, the, why does it matter that like the depressed guy is working in the shop? 
who yeah. has like a like rent controlled apartment. The I'm like, who was cares? providing for exactly. I feel like each each film is building up to a reveal where one character knows the identity of the other and there's this kind of abstract connection that each of them are still trying to figure out. Uh, and so you get to this big reveal at the very end and you've got mail. It just kind of falls flat in that garden while Slippus in Seattle's at the top of the Empire State Building and they're looking into each other's eyes very, oh, for a very long moment. time. And it, it actually feels like a strong climax. Yeah. How, <laughs> Howard the Bear is there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I would totally agree with, with that because he says to her, he says, well, he said, uh, we've got to go or something like that. And then he says, then you wait. And he says, shall we? And to me, I'm like, oh, it's like really nice. He takes her hand and they go in the elevator, whatever. But, but I feel that's like, like a bigger reveal. It's like more significant. And I think but more than that, mail it open had to do with like mm. Jonah. Like he was yeah. terrified that he lost his son. So that was another whole like piece yeah. to true. the, the puzzle. The kid piece like, makes it a little more endearing. <laughs> yeah, that the kid is not. It's not uncle. the dog. <laughs> yeah, instead yeah. of Brinkley. <laughs> well, but you I know. Think it's, I think that's sort of the same as the bear being left up there. The bear like precedes Jonah and and Sam coming back up there. His little backpack, you mean? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's up there and yeah. ha- encounters the backpack first. Yeah, I just think it's like, like Brinkley going in front the of the dog. It's true. I think true. it's like very similar. To me, it felt. Yeah, it's al- it's almost like the same feels lady. The same. <laughs> took a framework and like made a less good version of it or something. Uh, I just would hate to see her notes from the studio. It, how many times must they have been like, well, I don't know, because in Sleepless in Seattle, she's like, my God, man, it's already oh, close enough. You know those freaking kids were just like shoehorned in there because they're like, hey, you know what people really love? That little kids. kid in Sleepless. Yeah. Can you put like a little boy in this? You know what people love? Books. Put you some know, books in there. You know, what's, you know what's so great is that Starbucks is that you've Starbucks got mail is, is using email, but it's Archaic, right? This, this a whole AOL dial-up thing. While Sleepless in Seattle, five years earlier, managed to accurately predict shortened text. You know, that's right. NY, no way. Mm. It's NW. Yeah, yeah. That's the hashtag. Hashtag. We're doing hashtags. No one knew what that was, and She's somehow I know. <laughs> your only hope. Well, <laughs> Bethany had this idea. If you're listening to this episode still and wondering, like, wow, they sure had a lot more to say about those two movies. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that this would go so long? We didn't. Um, she had an idea that to sign off, that we would all should come up with uh, names for ourselves as they did on that doctor's radio show in Sleepless in Seattle. In fact, the name of the movie is the title that was given to Tom Hanks' character when he calls in. He wasn't able to sleep because of his wife's death, and he was in Seattle. And then there were all these other characters like... You know, dumbstruck in Indiana, and oh, so it doesn't have else, to be what else alliterative. No, no, what? Uh, marooned in Miami. Yeah, Miami. <laughs> Moves over Miami. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, he took mine. So, uh, you know, going off of your, so we don't all just say the same city. Going off of your neighborhood or whatever it is, oh, or maybe okay. your hometown, without giving too much thought to it at all. Everyone, as we go back around the table, has to come up with a sign off. Oh my gosh. For who they are, <laughs> beginning with Bethany Allen. No, don't begin with me. Well, sure, I did. Yeah, we you. started with you. You've had a day to think about it. By the way, it was a really good idea. Well, I didn't think about it after that. <laughs> I was like, 
just like, oh, I just dropped like a By the way, one. this is one of the best things on the podcast ever. <laughs> well, I just feel like even the four people who are going to listen to this podcast will appreciate well, hey, what hey, we're hey, doing. Hey, come on now. Why you got to downplay it? Why would you be like it? that? I can name at least five people who will listen to this podcast. Don't, don't turn on us like that. All of us here. That's six. <laughs> plus a couple more. If you knew how many foreign countries have a single listener out there right yeah. now. That are <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Maybe it's one guy who's in the Navy. <laughs> and he's going and to all he's all over his boat <laughs> that's an walking into different country so what are you, you going to yeah. be Bethany you know Egypt like Wi-Fi. is it just tonight or is it like in <laughs> sure. general the Navy's there whatever you want it to be do you want someone mm. else to go first Matt Hughes I'm sure has yeah. got something Matt, Matt should go first hold on let me think of one <gasps> loud and fair oak <laughs> Is it meant to be like serious or going to just be dumb? Does it have to Pen- be the same Pensive in Portland. Okay. <laughs> How's that? Pensive in Portland. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's a little duration. What do you, what do you got, Patrick? Uh, nothing. So, um, <laughs> 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 you've had all this time Why to think about it. Why don't you do Guyton or Savannah? Okay. What do you got in Guyton? Um, hungry and Guyton. <laughs> Okay. Hungry. Hungry and I feel like I'm always hungry. It doesn't have to be alliteration. Does it have to be alliteration? I don't think that's like yeah, a hard and fast rule. Like marooned in Miami. What else? Sleepless in Seattle. Dumbstruck in Indiana. Yeah. It's not. I, Boom. I don't know. Okay. Then Nothing I am um, frustrated uh, in Florida. I'm perturbed in Portland. <laughs> Flustered in Florida. Wait, what'd you say? I don't know. He said hungry and guy. I'm hungry and guy. I'm sticking with that. I guess that sticks. Yeah. I mean, it's true. (laughs) We make our own rules. I don't know. Let me look at a thesaurus. Stop. (laughs) You can't use the internet, man. We have to use our brains. If there's anything we learn from this evening's movie, it's that the internet has all the answers. (laughs) That's true. Watch out, Sarah. He's logging online. Who's he talking to? I'm going to look up synonyms of brilliant (laughs) (laughs) the fact that you have to look up synonyms proves that you are not brilliant (laughs) pedantic in portland you could have that one sarah do you have anything no i don't sorry tyler could be (laughs) (laughs) come on what is it (laughs) aggravating from arkansas climaxing on clinton (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My good grief! Oh, well, she has something. Oh, she's Maybe number three on the way. The, that's the name of the street that yeah. they live on. Yeah. By the way, it's only because he was talking about that it earlier. Be, <laughs> that could be the worst thing that's been said on this podcast so far. So <laughs> not bad enough to get us the little e. Right? We don't need that red e yet because of that filth that Sarah just said. Hey, you know they're married and they live on Clinton Street. There it's you like, go. Gonna happen. I, I'm gonna go with gnarly in the northwest. <laughs> <laughs> gnarly. Starts with a this G. actually, but it sounds like yeah, it's phonetic, turning out to phonetically, be a it's elevation. How about <laughs> gnarly in the good northwest? <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Because I like the skateboard. Get it? Yeah, we know. You okay. hit your head. Bethany? I'm just going to say pretty in Portland because I think Aww. that that's just yeah, nice. simple. Nice. Yeah, Inaccurate. <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You know, if you're like every other listener in the world and you simply cannot contain your opinions and thoughts and ideas on this episode and all our other episodes, then now is the time to chime in. Go to youhatemovies.com where you can leave a comment on this episode and check out our entire backlog of our 55 other episodes. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can check out profiles of all our hosts. 
You can waste an enormous amount of time on there. In fact, it wouldn't be time wasted at all. It would be time well spent. While you're at it, you can check us out on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at YouHateMovies and Facebook.com slash YouHateMovies. 